I was driving down the street and I got stopped at a light and the car right in front of me had a license plate that said CMC 6746. So why not 674 yards and six touchdowns? It's very scientific, you see. Welcome to your football fantasy. Holy shit, Big Wiz. We got a fucking five-star review on iTunes. You know what that means. As promised, I I will be reading our five-star review word for word as written, regardless of how embarrassing it is to say the following <laughs> words. Are you ready? Yep. Uh, first off, thank you to Mr. Walters22, our very first iTunes reviewer. He said, and I quote, entertaining show for my morning commute. Keep up the good work. That's it. Way to take advantage, Mr. Walters. You need to kick it up a notch, man. For the rest of you, when you write your five-star review for this show, make me say something embarrassing, please. I'm an idiot. That was bored. Yeah, if that's the worst you can do, then don't bother. I like to stick my head between my knees and suck my own penis. If only. That's the dream, though, isn't it? Yes, everyone's dream. I believe I would live for three weeks. You after think you the, would after, just yeah, fall apart? I would suck my dick to death. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Say something mean to the listeners. Everybody except Mr. Walters, 22. I'm not a mean person. I'm, I am a loving individual who cares for everyone. This is just a crock of bullshit. Nope. I... I Care for everyone and, and everyone's families and every person possible. Rainbows and butterflies, guys. Welcome back to your football <laughs> fantasy episode 18. I've only We've almost made it to 20. It's a milestone. Then there'll be 25, then 1,000. Uh, we do have some news for the folks regarding the show. What? Uh, in two weeks. Two weeks? In two weeks, we will kick off a three-week ranking extravaganza oh man each episode will tackle one position and we'll talk about it for an hour rankings rankings the fun bit is is that finally our friend the bullfrog will be joining us to share with us his rankings at each position for those three weeks sweet i don't know i don't know i don't know bullfrog that well i don't know if he's smart i don't know if he's stupid as is uh Claims he's going to win fantasy football. I I hear he's good at fantasy football. But I bet you guys don't have a trophy in your house like I do. You want to know why? Because I, I win. No, I don't have a trophy. Whoa! Winner! Because you're a loser. Like a mega loser. Trophy. I'm not sure what I'm not sure what Bullfrog's voice sounds like. I haven't paid attention to it. Well, remember, can't be worse than yours. Did your house get egged? No. Did your house get egged? Did your house get egged? Isn't that how it went? That's about how it went. Everybody's house in the neighborhood got egg except mine. Yeah, one who fucking threw the eggs, asshole. Couldn't couldn't tell you. Yeah, I have no idea. You think I'm dumb enough to egg everybody's house except mine? You don't think I throw an egg or two you would. at my house and just like hit the roof so no, I don't have to clean it up? I'd be like, hey, look, everyone loves me, folks. Yeah, everybody <laughs> does fucking love me. 
Uh, anyway, guys, look, Bullfrog will be here. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we won't invite him back after the first episode. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll force him to stay in my basement for the rest of his life, <laughs> preparing never... for each week's there you go. Preparing? episode of the show. Someone's got to prepare. This isn't you. I did some preparing today. Me too. Sitting at a stoplight. <laughs> That's right. All right. News! This week in football. Let's jump around the list on the show docket here because I want to start with which probably the biggest news. People, you know about this already. You've heard about it. Hunter Henry tore his ACL on the first day of Chargers OTA running wind sprints, I believe, done for the year. It yeah. has been confirmed he's got surgery already scheduled. He's done. Feel bad for the guy. He was primed to have his breakout year, the year that would net him likely millions of dollars and, down the Antonio road. Antonio Gates finally leaves, finally retires. Or they, at least they don't sign him. I mean, his job is to sit in the middle and, and open the field for everyone else. And he's good at it. He's good at it, yes. He looked great last year, even though they were trying desperately to get Gates to break that record. Hunter Henry did some good work, and I loved him. He, I had him top five tight end on my rankings going into this. And now he's done, and now he's gone. Thankfully, we didn't draft him in our Dynasty League. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to, let's be clear. Even if he was injured... On our team, he might be the best tight end injured on, on our tight ends. Our tight ends are just you know flaming piles of garbage. We have been talking a little bit about maybe trying to make some trade offers to get Hunter Henry on that dynasty team. I don't know how stupid this owner is, <laughs> but, you know, he may be reeling from this Is injury. it Monstars or someone else? It's somebody else. It's is it, she's Lord, Lord Buckethead. Buckethead's smart. Buckethead's got a pretty good team. I think it's worth a shot. Eric Ebron doesn't feel like a bell cow tight end for our fantasy team moving forward. Maybe yeah, I, don't, I don't think you know who does it. Adam Shaheen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. I'm sure that's exactly right. Anyway, sad, sad news. Sad news for fantasy what? football. Sad news in the NFL. Very sad. In do you want to go right to the mailbag because you get our first mailbag question too. So it's a talk. It's it's about oh, this. No, but we're gonna come back to it. Why not? Donnie from Blairstown, Missouri. Misery. Blairstown. <laughs> Look it up. It's there, buddy. I looked it up. Hey, Donnie. Thanks for tuning into the show. You've got a question for us. Read me the question because I see it's directed specifically yeah, at me. He, Clearly, he, Donnie knows who he to asked talk about to. Dewey's, he asked for Dewey's nuts on this one. and says, You're an idiot. What is the impact of Hunter Henry's injury on the Chargers offense as a whole, and specifically the performances of Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen, and most importantly, Phillip Rivers? He's concerned that is, is Henry's injury going to devalue these guys? So there's a couple things that jump right off to me when you think about what happens to the rest of this team. First and foremost, we know that Philip Rivers targets the tight end. A lot of targets when Antonio Gates left yep. were going to be vacated. We assumed they were going to go to Hunter Henry. Now that he's gone, that's a lot of targets to be made up somewhere else on the field. I don't think it devalues anybody on the team. You Does know, it increase their values? I don't know that Keenan Allen gets any kind of move here because he's not. he doesn't get the kind of targets that we're looking at from a tight end. But but think about Melvin Gordon coming out of the backfield. You have to assume some of those targets are going to go his way. Phillip Rivers will find... He's always spread the ball around. He's going to find guys to throw this ball to. I think Gordon gets the biggest boon here out of anybody on the team. You know, they're going to they're gonna bring somebody back. They have actually already talked about maybe bringing Antonio Gates back onto the so team. So he can hobble on the field? Yeah, which would, which would even further increase my love for Melvin Gordon, our dynasty running back, by the way. I think Gordon gets a boon here because I think his target 
share is going to go up. I don't think this affects Keenan Allen much at all. Uh, and and to be honest, maybe a, a slight downtick for yes. Philip Rivers in the red zone specifically. He it, liked his tight ends in the end zone. He liked his tight ends in the red zone. Uh, that's that I think is going to be the biggest impact we see. What do what does Philip Rivers do when he gets down to that red zone? If it hurts one of them, it's definitely Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, one person that he did not list here is is Mike Williams. Ooh, give me that Mike Williams in the red zone. I I, I think Mike will. I mean, someone has to go get those at least the opportunities, the targets. Um, I don't think a hobbling Antonio Gates can get open any longer. So I think Mike Williams there, it probably increases his stock. That's a great point, Wiz. I think the specifically his red zone stock goes up. I think Mike Williams ends up getting a lot of those red zone looks with the bigger body. Melvin Gordon gets a lot of the midfield target increase from Hunter Henry going down. I don't think Keenan Allen's affected much at all. But yeah, that's the, the red zone thing is my issue with Rivers. And if Mike Williams can fill that role... Great for Mike Williams, a kid that I I really like anyway. All right, so I have a question for you, Wiz. I guess we'll call it a game because we have a drop for. Do we have a drop for our uh, uh, sub segment of the week? No, but we do have a drop here. Let's make a deal. I want, so we're talking about trades here. Okay. Let's make a deal pretty much means, let's talk a little bit about trades. Okay, what do you got for me? So we talked about Hunter Henry. Yes. We said, hey, it may be a decent idea to try to trade for Hunter Henry. Okay. I want you, on air here, to put together an offer for Hunter Henry. I'm going to tell the people who who is on our roster and the team we're trying to trade with while you consider it, okay? Okay. The tight ends... On uh, Lord Buckethead, we've got Hunter Henry, Austin Hooper, O.J. Howard, and Jordan Reed. So he clearly spent some draft capital to get some tight ends on this team that are pretty damn good, which is why I think maybe he'd be willing to trade. He's got some other talent there. At quarterback, he's running Derek Carr, Andy Dalton, Sam Darnold, Stafford, Tyrod Taylor. At running back, uh, Kenneth Dixon and Buck Allen. That's terrible. But he's got Leonard Fournette, Deontay Foreman, Royce Freeman, Bilal Powell. Oh, the Bilal Powell? Yeah, so he might be hurting a little bit there. He's got Mike Evans at receiver. He's running Juju Smith-Schuster, Adam Thielen, Cortland Sutton, uh, Terrell Pryor. He's a, he's a pretty good team. I don't agree with you on that. I don't like his team. He's got some talent on that. He's got some starting talent on that team. Where? Everywhere. He's got Fournette, Mike Evans. Royce Freeman. Yeah. Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, Bilal Juju Powell, Schuster. Schuster, Schuster, I like that. So so tell me, Thielen, what position do you think we could help him with in order to well, get I think we're deep in running back. Do you think he would go for TJ Logan? Not straight up. What can you add to the TJ Logan to make this deal? Marcel Aitman. You want to give up Marcel Aitman? Yeah, for, for Hunter Henry all day long. TJ Logan and Marcel Aitman. That's two rookies that don't start on their own teams. For a pe- guy that's people, all set up to be a top five. Not this year. Not this year. And they are two rookies. Yeah. People value people overvalue rookies in dynasty leagues. Overvalue. Overvalue. Okay. You want to make that trade offer right now on the air? Here's the problem: is I don't know about Lord Buckethead. He's gonna be if he's just gonna be like sinfully, uh, 
it's worth a shot. Let's just fucking make a trade well, right yeah. now. I would either say Sanu. You won't go for Sanu. Sanu scored the third most points of all receivers on our roster last year. Yeah, I don't like him. He's garbage. Pick somebody else. Um, what about Tajay Sharp? I kind of like Tajay Sharp. Even though I don't, but he's at least trying to make a difference. But he has there. no value. Tajay Sharp doesn't? He doesn't have any trade value. Sanu does. Sanu has less trade value than he has value on our team because of Ridley. Yeah, and that's why I kind of like the idea of DJ Moore is going to outproduce Sanu this year. Maybe. Remember, we start three receivers and three flex spots. Yeah, well, I got I got Cooper Cup. I got Gallup. I got Keelan. Uh, I saw this going quicker in my mind. <laughs> I told you what I would I would offer. I would offer Sanu and Logan. <laughs> I don't. I didn't hate your first one, Aitman and Logan. Let's do Marcel Aitman. So we're gonna give him a bunch of rookies and TJ Logan for Hunter Henry. Okay, he's not gonna accept that though. Well, we'll see. The that's only way we can find out is if we that's make fine. the make I don't the trade with offer. That. He might he might laugh in our face, but that's done on air. Trade offer made. TJ Logan running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Eight. Marcel Aitman, Oakland wide receiver for this, Hunter Henry, injured tight end. This is to Donnie and or uh, Walters. Would you guys make those trades? Would you make that trade? I will ask Twitter. We'll get back to you guys. We'll let you know how this whole thing went down. Yeah, and if you're listening and you think, God damn it, that's a stupid trade yeah, offer. It's going to have to be Sanu, buddy. Let us know. It's gonna or have if to you be... think, fuck yeah, that's an amazing trade offer. I want to know that too. It's going to be Sanu. All right, deal has been offered. We'll see what happens. Good question, Donnie from Blairstown, Missouri. Yeah, we like to thank Donnie for our first question. You got your first Yelp rating and your first question. Donnie, you're amazing. I love you, Donnie. Now go write us a review, and I'll read whatever it is you want me to say. Let's just. I like Dick. Yeah, I'll say that for a five-star review. Uh, other news: We know that Terrence Williams got arrested for public intox. That happened right uh, right after our last show aired, I believe. Terrence Williams, wide receiver, Dallas Cowboys. Does this have an effect on the team? Well, is he is he going to get suspended or not? You got to assume he's going to end up missing a game or two. We'll see what happens in the court system, but. The NFL has taken somewhat of a hard stance on this sort of thing in the last few years. I'm guessing he's going to get a two-game suspension, and it's going to get end up end up getting knocked down to just one. The team has been pretty public that they stand behind Terrence Williams. They're not mad about this. I really do encourage you to go look up his mugshot. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, he looks wet. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of entertaining. He looks wet and tired. Let me tell you why his mugshot looks the way it looks. Can I tell you the story yeah. of what happened here? Sure. I told this story to the wife the other day, you know, looking for some laughs, and she just stared at me blankly, and then she berated me later for telling her a joke with no punchline. But I think it's hilarious. So so Terrence Williams driving down the road late, 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 late into the evening in his very fancy blue Lamborghini. Uh, he jumps a curb, hits a light post, takes out the front quarter panel of his car, and he gets out of the car and walks the rest of his way home to his very fancy gated community, uh, wherever the fuck he lives, assuming he lives in Dallas. Anyway, he went home, he got his electric bicycle out. What is an electric bicycle? I don't know. I guess it's something like a moped, but without gas? (laughs) Probably. 
And he starts riding it out toward the scene of the crash. By now, the cops are cued into what's going on. They figured out who the car is. So they are actually at the gates to his community when he goes riding by. And they just kind of follow him for a little while. (laughs) Because it's hilarious to watch a very, very, very drunk man riding an electric bicycle. One curb to the other, back and forth, swerving on the road. And then, and then, finally, (laughs) the booze or whatever caught up to him. And he managed to throw himself face over handlebars into the street off of his electric bicycle. That's part of the reason his mugshot looks the way it looks, because he just landed on his fucking face. (laughs) Then they stopped and they arrested him, and his response was, I swear I wasn't driving, it was Kendall Wright. Who's Kendall Wright? Kendall Wright, former wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. That Kendall Wright? Yes. You know, they went to college together. I did not know that. Oh, it was a great story. Belongs in dumb shit, but... Uh... <laughs> it does kind of belong in dumb so shit. So let's let's talk fantasy. The Dallas Cowboys wide receiver core is probably, in all of the league, the wide receiver core that is the most wide open going into this. Sure. Almost a, a, a huge portion of the targets from this team are being vacated between Des Bryant and Jason Witten. Yeah, so the big question wise. is, who's going to be the guy? Where are these targets going to go? Who's going to be the number one? Who's going to be the number two? Terrence Williams being the only wide receiver on the on the team still that has ever been in the starting lineup was presumably a pretty good front runner, at least going into this. Does that affect his stock? Are we looking to see Michael Gallup or Alan Hearns uh, get a little boost in their value because, hey, maybe Terrence Williams is a piece of shit? Well... Those two, you just talked about, Des Bryant and Jason Witten, combined for um, 132 receptions, so just over 30-some percent. Was that 210 targets or so? No. It is 132. Targets or receptions? Receptions, receptions. Okay? 100, 132 receptions. That's a lot of receptions that have to be made up. Yeah. Um, Bryant alone had 132 targets. Witten had 87. That sounds like one hundred. That sounds like 210. Wait, that's why I said that. <laughs> oh, you knew it. Oh, oh God damn um, it. No. Go ahead. Anyway, your point is? My point is the receptions are going to go somewhere, right? The problem is I think here with Terrence Williams getting arrested, he, he's the only guy that was starting, and he immediately gets arrested. I think this opens a door for people like Michael Gallup. Um, Our dynasty wide receiver, Michael Gallup. But I think you hit it on the head when you said that it's, it's very vague, it's very unknown, um... It's, you know, we really don't know what's going to be there. I do, I, I still think Terrence Williams is going to do starts. Um, but it's not good, you know, to start off his, his, his starting receivers now has a mugshot of him falling over, you know, his electric bicycle. Right on his face. Yeah, so at, at OTAs, they, they did do some, uh, first team practices in, in the last few days here. And at every position on the field, one person took all the snaps. Except at receiver. At receiver, all of the first-team offense snaps at OTAs were split equally among every wide receiver on the roster. There were like nine. Nine, right. So we have no idea. It is absolutely wide open and up in the air. We'll see. You can't think that this arrest hurts Gallup or Hearns. We'll see if it helps us. I mean, I think it helps both of them. But Terrence Williams is still their number one, at least, for the time being. Should should be going into this. Le'Veon Bell will sit out OTAs. We kind of expected it. It's now pretty much official. Your reaction? 
don't care. He's done this every year, and he still performs. Yeah, but again, just because he's out... Eventually, I'd like to have seen at some point in his career Le'Veon Bell go to off-season workouts so he doesn't have to, like, spend the first three weeks getting revved up. up. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, right, because he the, the, the whole team sucks for the first four weeks. So here's an idea. Here's an idea. If you're in a fantasy football league and maybe some people are a little bit less experienced, Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers come out in the first three weeks or so and don't don't really blow it out of the water. Can you buy it cheap? Go make some trade offers. And you don't even have to do it cheap. Give somebody good. You can get I, him cheaper than he's worth. That, I'm pretty sure that's not how you negotiate. Remember we talked about negotiating earlier yeah. today? You negotiate, you, you, you maximize your return. Maximize, it's an option. You know, if somebody doesn't necessarily know who Le'Veon Bell is and what he's going to do moving forward, hey, maybe try it out. Because we know, we assume at least since once again he's skipping off-season stuff, that he won't come out of the gates as as fast which will be the same thing they've done for the last three years. Every year. All right. Do you want to talk about the anthem stuff? Only to state it's embarrassing. I can't... Did he... Is this only Goodell that's doing this? Or did the owners get behind it? It came out of the owners meeting. It was not unanimous. Some owners are very, very clearly say, like, if my players get fined, I'll pay for all the damn fines. Yeah, fine. the Jets guy said that. Fantasy football's fun, and it's good because there's lots of betting going on. He just continuously fucks this up. Let the let it. If you just not do anything at this point, it probably go away. Probably go away. It probably go away. Now they're gonna fucking have more fucking kneeling. Yeah. And fine them all day. Whatever these guys don't. They don't give a shit. Or the t- the teams. The teams are the ones that are gonna get fined. Who cares? The teams are the ones that get fined, right? Yeah. And then the teams can do what they want with their players. Anyway. Anyway. Who cares? We'll talk more about that later. I'm sure. Mercedes Lewis was signed by the Packers. Now. On its surface, this doesn't feel like a newsworthy bit here. Mercedes Lewis is 34 years old. He's an old-ass tight end. his prime. But do you have any reactions? You Feel free to look at my notes and well, use yeah, my reactions you, you have a note here of five TDs and 24 catches. This is similar. He had five TDs on 24 catches last year. Yeah, you know who had almost better stats than that? Adam Shaheen of four TDs on 12 catches. Sure. Uh, and then you've got... 45 catches and 10 TDs for Jimmy Graham. The reason I wanted to talk about this is, one, so I'll ask this question. I know the answer. Do you have any concerns for Jimmy Graham? No. Me neither. This is a depth move. But the interesting bit here is Mercedes Lewis has the exact same stat line over the past couple of years as Jimmy Graham, or at least last year. These are guys that don't catch a lot of balls, but they are red zone machines. Well, they are built to catch passes in the red zone because they're Graham, fucking old. They have a huge body, and they know when how. When Jimmy to Graham was younger, he caught a lot of balls. And, I mean, a lot of balls. Yeah, but not anymore. He liked balls. He loved balls. My my question is this, and my reaction was this: Does this signing, along with the Jimmy Graham signing, point to some kind of potential change in the offensive scheme? Of the Green Bay Packers, no. Why not? I mean, they might run two. They might run some two tight end sets. I, I think Jimmy Graham can't block. Yeah, he's never been a good blocker. I think Mercedes Lewis is. Mercedes Lewis can block. I don't think this changes them at all. I think it tells me a little bit about what they plan to do in the red zone. What have two tight ends? Throw the ball in the red zone. 
I'm taking all of my Green Bay running backs. How and does saying, that differ than what they've been doing? Maybe they're never going to get the ball in the red zone. How does it differ than what they've been doing? I I, I don't know that it does. But, I mean, that's the problem with the Packers is they haven't had a running game in like three years. Yeah, but they have the potential to have a running game this year. They got three guys yeah. that could potentially do it, and then they're then they're signing all these red zone only tight ends. Yeah, Mercedes Lewis can block. Jimmy Graham cannot. So I'm not sure if I'm not sure if it was just about red zone touchdowns or not. All right, dumb shit. And now for more dumb shit I heard this week. Is Mr. Rogers coming? Is that music kind of sounds like it belongs with Mr. Rogers? With Mr. Rogers in his neighborhood? Yeah. He taught me how to snap and whistle. Ooh. At the same time? No. I mean, I can do them at the same time, but it wasn't because of Mr. Rogers. Oh. I always thought he was gay when I was a kid. P.B. Herman is. He's one who got arrested for masturbating. In, is he uh, gay? I don't know, but he got arrested for masturbating in the movie theaters. He's never a P.B. Herman fan. Not wholesome enough for me. kind of look like P.B. Herman. I think so. I think I look like a Disney villain. I think I look like every Disney villain. A little bit like Jafar. You have said that before. Have I? Mm-hmm. Well, then I guess it's real. Here's some dumb shit. You remember George Zimmerman? I bet you were on board with George Zimmerman, you racist Republican. Um, George. George! He's the guy that killed that black kid with the hood on. Yeah, what was his name? Trayvon Martin. Trayvon Martin, yeah. Well, you thought I didn't know. I forgot his name. I will never forget. Yeah, George Zimmerman's kind of a, a jackass. <laughs> well, yeah, he's a murderer, right? And, like, he went out and made a bunch of money no, he, he, right after this by, got, like, selling himself. Well, he, he, did a he got found of innocent in the, uh, what, in the criminal lawsuit. in Guilty in the civil lawsuit, correct? Oh, did he? I don't know. I think he did. You're thinking of O.J. Simpson. No, I think he did, too. Zimmerman. Zimmerman went and made a bunch of money off of this. He, like, did ads for gun makers. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, anyway, he's broke now. He's unemployed. Two and a half million dollars in debt. That's good. And uh, he he is now the defendant in the stalking case because he's stalking somebody and he can't even afford a lawyer. And I think it's hilarious because George Zimmerman is a fucking piece of well, shit. When you put that in here, I kind of read this the opposite. I thought he was getting stalked. No. So he's doing the stalking. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He wouldn't need a defender if he was well, the one being stalked. That's what I, I wasn't sure, but then I'm thinking maybe he had to get like a public defender to oh, represent himself. He's a himself. fucking dirtbag, man. <laughs> he is a damn dirtbag. I'm glad that he has zero money. I hope he kills himself. Is that okay to say on the air? No, I don't think that's a good thing to state. Um, uh, I, I very strongly believe that stupid people should kill themselves to make the way for the rest of us. Yeah, George. George. There's far too many people in the world that don't deserve to live. Hashtag. The Darwin Awards. Darwin? You ever read the Darwin Awards? No. Hilarious book. The Darwin Awards outline each year the dumbest deaths of the year across the world. What was the worst one? I don't remember any of them. I used to read these when I was younger. (laughs) Explains a lot, folks. Like some really stupid shit that Jafar's over here giggling, by the way. It was great. I think George Zimmerman sucks, and it would be okay with me if he died. That's not nice. That's okay. All right, let's jump into our segment of the week. Segment of the week. Is that your sexy voice? Yep. It's pretty sexy. It was pretty good, wasn't it? I got a little hard. Just a little chubby. Segment of the week. I'm going to give you a background. That was weird. (laughs) All right. 
I was very What kind of garbage you got to talk about today? As we've been doing, we're going to continue with our divisional looks. Okay, so quick question before you jump into this. Please, ask. I know you got your first emailed question and your review this week. Hey, by the way, you can ask your questions either on Twitter, direct them to at DweezNuts, lots of Z's, no S's, <laughs> or you can write your email like Donnie here did to yourfootballfantasy at gmail. Dot com. Those are the best ways to reach us, and we will answer your questions. I, I guarantee, 100% guarantee, if you ask a question, <laughs> it's getting answered. Not like some of these big shows that are getting 100 questions a week. We've only ever had one, so we'll answer yours. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. So my question is, we finally got two responses here. We see our numbers are going down. But if we do this, we do this, are we going to get zero listeners? What Wiz is referring to is this. Okay, so we can track our listening statistics. And every time we do an episode that is focused on one of these divisions, we have less listeners than any of our other episodes. <laughs> it's concerning, but I still think it's important. One, because we started and now we have to finish. But two, because I think we're giving good fantasy advice talking about the values of these players. The only thing I would tell you, I would add to that is, yes, it's important, but um, some of these guys are going to get drafted in, in, the, in rounds 15 through 20 here. And nobody wants to hear about. Yeah, the hot girl in bikini is Barkley and Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson. Yeah, but the fat girl in a one-piece <laughs> needs love, too! Does she? Of course she... I bet, yes. Fat girls suck a mean cock. So you've had your experience with them. I'm shrugging if you can't see. your wife is like, might be thicker than the broomstick and only the broomstick. Yeah, she's a very thin woman. Very. Yeah. Well, so's yours. Yeah. If we're talking about wives. Yeah, but... Both of our wives are very thin, and they probably both look pretty good in a bikini. Good for us. <laughs> Except my wife doesn't have any boobs anymore. No. The baby sucked them right off her body. Fucking kids. Alright. Same with the week. Bills. Give me the bills. We're going to talk about the AFC East this week, the guys. garbage bills. We're going to talk about value, and uh, we're going to talk about lack of value. Yeah, there is no value. There's some value in some of these teams. We are in the AFC East. This is not our favorite division in football. Because there's only one team that repeatedly produces out of this. There's some there's some teams that are suspect. But the thing I like about these segments is that even on bad teams, there are players that you can find Sometimes. value with. Sometimes. So let's start. The Buffalo Bills, who should absolutely end up in the NFL's basement this year. It's where they belong. Well, yeah, over and under, Vegas has them as the number one pick next year with Josh Allen. So hopefully they like Josh Allen and they don't have to draft another quarterback. You never know. We'll get to the quarterback thing in a minute. I think there's some value on this team. Uh, I want to start with Charles Clay, who missed some time last year. And then when he came back, he was kind of eh. But I had him on my team. I picked him up last year. First six weeks, whatever it was. Before the first week started after the draft. And he was... He was tied in five in the first five weeks. He had some yeah. big and weeks. Then, and then he sprained his knee, a broken rib or something. He and... was gone for four weeks. He came, and he came back and he was never quite the same. He he did end tight end 12 in average points per game last year. Where's he, he had, currently going at? He's going, oh, he is going uh, beyond tight end 20. Not even as a tight end two in most leagues. He needs to be drafted higher than that. Tight end 12 in average points last year. He had 20% of the target share last year, which was sixth best among tight ends. And let's be honest, there are there are no valuable targets on this team. You know, the wide receiving core is a fucking joke. 
You don't have to worry about Charles Clay losing losing touches or targets to Calvin Benjamin. Calvin Benjamin's there. Or Zay Jones, who who just hurt himself and is going to have knee surgery and might be back before the beginning of the, the season. Peerless Price still running around? Who? 20% of the targets, 21% of the red zone targets last year. This is after only playing uh, 13 yeah, games. I, I think I, I agree with you that there's value here. Beyond tight you're, 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 you're talking You're talking about rounds 17, 18, 19, 20 here. You're talking about a dollar, maybe $2 in an auction. And I think Charles Clay will end inside the top 12 easy. Yeah, I think you're pushing your luck there with a team that's terrible and a team that's bad and has A.J. McCarron throwing the ball to him. I like A.J. McCarron. Let's talk about A.J. McCarron. I've, I've got A.J. McCarron listed as the other guy on this team that has some value. He's being drafted outside the top 28 quarterbacks. I'm not sure... You you just you you openly admitted that they have no receivers, no receiving. They, they, they have no receiving options. Only Here are their receiving options, options: is Charles Clay and, and McCoy, LaShawn McCoy. Those are the two receiving options they even remotely have. Here's the thing I like about AJ McCarron. Okay, he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that's, that, that's not it. AJ McCarron hasn't had a, a whole lot of opportunity in the. He's and if, had I think he's like played nine games total. Has he started any? Yeah, I think he started nine games total. He's actually started nine games? I think so. A.J. McCarron's one that Brett Musburger was, was going crazy for his girlfriend, right? You and these girlfriends. I have no idea what these guys' girlfriends look like, he was, dude. He was I have only have eyes for my wife. Quarterback in Alabama when Brett Musburger was going crazy during the title game. Yeah, he, had a, he was good in Alabama. And look, he was... Here's the things about A.J. McCarron coming out of college. Super accurate. And that carried over. Even it, I know he's only been in nine games in the NFL, but he's he's sixty four point seven completion percentage while in the NFL. If that's sustained over the course of the year, that's fantastic. That is elite. That's not going to happen. Aaron Rodgers threw for sixty four percent, sixty four point seven percent completion rate last year. Are you ranking him here because you drafted him in your dynasty league? We did pick him up after the draft. I'm not ranking him that. But the reason I'm ranking him is because... Are you biased? A little bit of biased. Thank you for saying it right. Biasness. I'm a little bit biased. But at the same time, he's accurate. He was very accurate in college. In every opportunity he's had, he's been accurate here. I like accuracy. That's why I like Drew Brees a lot more than you like Drew Brees. He's also a very good decision maker. 1.5% interception or 1.5 interception percentage in his time in the NFL. Only three guys beat that yeah, last year. He hasn't had any so. experience. I mean, that's the only reason. That I, Nine games. He I mean, hasn't you're, had a ton. You're talking about A.J. McCarron here. Folks, this is, this is a waiver wire pickup. Yeah, it's a waiver wire pickup. But... I think it's a waiver. I would pick him up on the waivers pretty quickly and have him there as an option to stream while we he's starting. We picked him up because it's Dynasty. You have 28 roster spots. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having him as a potential. I think he'll end up being a potential streamer for the first six or seven <laughs> games while as a starter. Whew. If we're streaming AJ McCarron, I'm terrified of our team. I think he'll be okay. I think he'll be better than people think. He won't. He's certainly not going to be a top 15 quarterback, but he's better than 28, and I think some weeks you'll be able to stream him. Some value as a waiver pickup after right. the draft. Anybody overvalued on the team? Yeah, you skipped this one. Because there's nobody overvalued on this team. I put Shady McCoy on this one. That's a stupid ass. He's decision. currently going at running back 13, which isn't great. I've got him as my running back 9. Because you're foolish. You don't know any better. He may get hurt, but he's, you say that every year. He's turning 30. Are you sure? Right, so that's the magic number for running backs. 
I thought 28 was the magic number for running back. 20, I think 20 when they that's when they hit their prime, I thought. Oh, okay. Um, and 30, they're just old. I and think decrepit. 24 is when they hit their prime. Probably. Yeah. 28's probably on the downside of the career and forget about him. He's 30. Sean McCoy had a great year last year. No, he had a great year two years ago. 16 games, he had six rushing TDs last year. Not very good. In the last five seasons, folks, he's only once went over 10 TDs. That was two years ago. The one good thing about McCoy here, and I expect this this stat will continue. The last two seasons, he's had over 50 receptions. I think, it'll, like we brought up before, they don't have receivers. He's going to make, he's going to get 50 catches. I just don't think at running back 13, he's justifiable at 13. Just to clarify, last year he finished running back 7 in PPR. Yeah. So you say two years ago was great. I say last year at 20, 29 was great. I think he's going to be... I still think he's going to be really good. I will admit this. LaShawn McCoy has had a ton of carries, of touches yes. in his career. And when he hits the downslope, he's going to hit it fast. And he's about there. He might be. You might be right. But he might be a sinking asteroid. But I, I have seen zero evidence on the field of him tailing off. It might come this year. I, I still think 13 is fine. Well, we talked about him in our dynasty draft. We thought it was a really good pick because they took him so late. If you can steal McCoy in fourth, fifth, sixth rounds. Later than running back. Yeah. You know, if he's your third running back, that's great. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing value. He's, yeah. But I wouldn't take him as my number one running back. I would be, I have him ranked at nine. I would be hesitant to have him as my number one just because there's guys that you're more confident will finish the year strong. I'd love to have him as well, too. Uh, I'd love to have him as well. You know, we always talk about, too, is like the Buffalo Bills are a bad team. They're not going to produce a lot of points. And I don't like the idea of putting a a, even a guy like LaShawn McCoy, he's going to be limited because how bad they are. As a general rule, we like running backs on good teams, period. You're right. Let's go to another really shitty team. The Miami Dolphins, baby. Yeah. There are a lot of shitty teams in this division. Yes. You should have saved them for last. There's yeah. some value on this team in my eyes, sir. I have been saying it since the signing happened uh, in the offseason at free agency time. What, is, what was that, two months ago now? I like Albert Wilson. I like him to take over the by, – by midseason, he'll be the starting slot receiver. I'm calling my shot in Miami, and the slot receiver position in Miami has been and will continue to be a valuable fantasy position not, for volume. He's not going to be Landry. No, he's not going to be Landry, but he's going to be valuable. What do you uh, I think he'll end up with 80, I, I think he'll end up with 100, maybe 110 targets. 80 receptions? No. 60? I'll give him 70, 73 maybe. I haven't done his stats yet for the year. It it really comes down to how long does it take him to win that job because this is the same team that signed Danny Amendola this year. Kenny Stills has been a guy on this team who I I like them pushing Kenny Stills to the outside across from Devontae Parker, who's totally fucking worthless. Uh, and, and Albert Wilson, who has the best physical traits to play the slot on that team. Remember, last year, nobody had more separation per play, per route run than Albert Wilson. He knows how to get open. Can Tannehill get him the ball? That's the question. Yeah. And right. he, you know, he is the last Miami wide receiver being taken. After Devontae Parker, after Stills, after Amendola, I think he's the one to own on that team, though. I think he I think he ends up with more fantasy points than any of those guys. 
I think he'll end up more than Amendola. I think Parker will show up this year. That's a. I, I think direct. they're gonna force feed him the ball. They didn't. They try that in the beginning of the year last year. Yeah, but I think when you have Landry running around there, who has one hundred what one hundred twenty some catches. Yeah, something crazy. I just think Parker's going to get the ball, and I think you can expect Parker to his, his points are going to creep up. I agree with you. Albert Wilson's going to produce. I just don't know to what. Yeah. You got any value on this team? Yeah, I chose Drake. Your buddy mm, Kenyon Drake. We are going to argue about this, but go ahead. Um, he only started six games last season. He had over eight hundred yard total yards, thirty two receptions, and three TDs. In, in in six started you know six games that he started. I, I thought he produced pretty good. He's going for a running back twenty. Mark Ingram's going at running back 18, and he's out until week 7. We didn't say, just to back up a second, Albert Wilson is being drafted outside the top 80 wide receivers. Should have said that. Go ahead. So, Drake is currently going as running back 20. I'm not sure I would feel great if he's my second running back. I like his stat line, the the, the numbers. I, I like... Kenyon Drake, I want him to have the opportunity because he's I think going he, to have the opportunity. I think he has. If, I think if he gets that starting role and it's just his, I think it'd be fine. And I would, I'd be fine having him as my number two running. Back. You would. I right now, I wouldn't feel comfortable necessarily drafting him there, and the reason is, and I, I've got him listed here as my almost overvalued player on the team, uh, one of them anyway, and the reason is just the other guys in that backfield. Okay, so Frank Gore's there. I know he's old, but Frank Gore can still Frank produce. Frank Gore's done, though, buddy. You said he was done last year when he ran he's for 90 He's 35 yards. years old. Eventually, he'll be done. Will he now? I don't know. They also drafted Kalen Balaj in the fourth round. The thing about Kalen Balaj is he's bigger I, and just as fast I see you bring that Kenyon up. Drake. But Kenyon Drake's 6'1 and 215, dude. He's not a, he's not a small guy. Right. Kalen Balaj is 6'2 and 225. At some point, this you get a little bit too big for our running back. And they ran these, well, the ideal running back size is 6'1, 230. There are some knocks against Balaj that he can't, there's some things he can't do, but he's a bigger guy and he's just as fast. If, if he was a big, if they drafted a big, slow, pound the ball up the middle kind of guy, I would like Drake's role on the team as more solidified. But Balaj can do some of the things that Drake can do, so I'm concerned. Remember last year, Drake the only re- Drake started six games because it took two guys ahead of one guy getting traded and J. another J. guy getting hurt, Williams, yeah. hurt before he had the opportunity to play. And Damian Williams sucked, yeah. but he continued to get to play until he got but hurt. But once Drake showed up, he actually produced, though. Yeah, my, my concern is just that maybe the coaching staff doesn't necessarily trust him. Yeah, I, I'm just concerned about the other guys on this team, which is why I wouldn't, I wouldn't draft him as my number two running back. But if I had him as my number two running back, I'd probably feel kind of okay about it. That's interesting. It is interesting. Give me your most overvalued. Outside of Drake, the other one has to be Devontae Parker. <laughs> I totally bought in to the hype last year. I fell hard. Well, well, he's got the size. He's he's got the size, speed, everything about it. And Cutler came out last year during off season and was going on and on about how wonderful Parker was. I think if Tannehill's better last year, maybe Parker's actually better. Maybe Cutler's just the like the fucking disgrace to, to all wide receivers. Parker's garbage. 674 yards, one touchdown last year, and he was absolutely given in the beginning of the year the opportunity to be a prototypical alpha dog wide receiver. Can you tell me his targets or his uh, receptions? I can in a minute. I mean, we know that it was Landry's show. It's been Landry's show. And Kenny Stills 
stole a lot as well. In the tail end of the season, Kenny Stills came on. Kenny Stills did. I think they're going to force feed Vontae Parker here. They're going to give him the ball. Landry's gone. I, I'm just unsure why. He doesn't get open. He had 57 catches last year. And 90-some targets. 96 targets last year. He gets targets. He does get targets. And he's going to start. He lost his. He lost the trust of his quarterback and his yes. coaching staff because he wasn't doing anything with those targets. Fair enough, fair enough. I think, I think he's proven himself last year to be a waste of space. But he's the only guy that looks like a number one wide receiver on yes. the team. So, whatever. You, you got to imagine he'll get the chance. He's going at wide receiver 40 right now. I think that's too high. I don't want him on my team at wide receiver 80. I would take him. I would take him at wide. He's my fourth or fifth. I would take him at fourth or fifth. He's a he's a flyer. Nah. <laughs> Let's move on to another I'm really. Sh- <laughs> well, remember I was bitten in the ass by him because I drafted him high last year. <laughs> Let's move on to another really really shitty team in the NFL. How about those Jets? Yeah, that, this is just depressing. This guy. Is there anyone that's really worth talking about? Yes, and I will tell you why. One of the things that I like to look for going into a fantasy football season is a player who missed a whole year or the majority of a whole year, but before that showed some flashes of potential, okay? Because these are the guys that are forgotten because they haven't played for a whole year. The guy that I'm talking about here is Quincy Inunue. Inunue? Well, I mean, Inunue. He's, he's currently going at what, wide receiver 68? Outside the top 68 receivers. Okay. He's not being drafted. When he played, not last year, but the year prior in 2016, he didn't play the whole season, but he was on pace for 1,000 receiving yards and six touchdowns. He was the he was the preseason darling, and he was the rare preseason darling in 2016 that turned into a regular season producer for this team. A thousand yards is great. Six touchdowns and a thousand yards is really good numbers for a number two wide receiver on your fantasy team. I'm not saying that he can necessarily replicate that this year, but for a guy that's not being drafted at all, this is the absolute epitome of. Let me take a flyer on a guy that I know can or has the chops to do something like that. Honestly, I think on most fantasy teams, most fantasy leagues, you have a roster of eight of uh, you know anywhere between sixteen to twenty people. Um, there is room for a Nunway on my roster. I'm not sure there's any room for him on my roster. There's just not enough upside for the guy. Not enough upside. In his only year in the NFL, he was on pace for a thousand yards and six touchdowns. I mean, I guess the upside here you could argue is with Darnold, you know, the the, the, the Josh, resu- McCon- Josh McConnell will start. The resurrecting the offense, maybe? I don't know. Darnold maybe after that. It's not it's not a good offense. We don't love the offense. But but this is one piece that I, w- I will I would take and I'll stash him on my on my bench because I'm gonna have so, room for that. Here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Terrell Pryor, also on the Jets, is being drafted at wide receiver sixty one. Which of those two guys would you rather have on your team? I like Pryor, was it two years ago when he was in Cleveland, catching ridiculous amounts of balls? Again, a guy who likes balls a lot. Balls. And then last year, a great season in Washington. Last year, I'm not... Did he... Pl- I mean, how many catches did he have? 30, maybe? Not many. Not, not many. Um, I understand where you're coming from. I just... I guess maybe he has more upside than Pryor. I don't know. Tell me about your, your most... Well, over- so wait, you didn't pick. Did you pick one? 
I said may, he, he probably has more value. I'm not sure who's just, who's who's starting ops Robbie Anderson. So here's the thing: in 2016, when they both played, I told you that Anunwe was on pace for a thousand yards and six touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Terrell Pryor had 1,007 yards and four touchdowns in his best year. Yeah, but he caught a ridiculous amount of balls that year. It's 77 receptions. That's not ridiculous for a Cleveland. That was pretty damn good. Well, he did catch all of Cleveland's passes. Tell me about Robbie Anderson here. You listed Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Anderson is the guy that I've got listed here as my most overvalued player at wide receiver. But 37. isn't he receiver number one on a bad team? Well, Robbie Anderson last year was absolutely receiver number one. But the reason Robbie Anderson was receiver number one on on the team last year was a uh, was, was he was de facto. He was the only guy left when Anunwe got hurt. Jermaine Curse got hurt. There was nobody left on this team. There was nobody to go to with the ball outside of Robbie Anderson. Sure. So he got all of the targets. Now Anunway's back and Curse are back. We're going to play on the outside, push Anderson back into the slot role where he doesn't have to be the guy to catch all the passes. He's going to have to prove himself now. He's not the only guy. Anderson's listed as a starter. Who's the other starter? They don't have a depth chart yet. They don't release depth charts yet. There's always a depth chart somewhere. Robbie Anderson is not an outside guy. Okay. So right. he'll be listed as the Z. I think if I had to take a receiver on this team, I would take Anderson. I agree with you that at 37, that's probably high. I'm not sure I like him as my third receiver. Maybe my fourth. There's going to be those stat rats in your league that look at his stat line from last year and love him yeah. higher than 37. But but trust me, guys, he's Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram had the numbers he did last year because he was the only guy there. Robbie Anderson was the only guy there. One guy we didn't list here is Bilal Powell. Say that again? Bilal. What's his name? B-I-L-L-A-L? Bilal. Bilal. Oh, Bilal. Bilal. Powell. Why can't you say that name? Bilal Powell. That's racist. Yeah. I'm not sure that was racist. Felt racist. Um, How many white guys do you know named Bilal? None. Okay. How many white guys do you know named Dewey's? At least one, and he's fucking cool. He's an idiot. Powell can give you numbers. He can give you numbers, can he? Bilal Powell had some opportunity last year, and he squandered it. I mean, he's currently going to running back 60s. and I mean, he's, he was drafted in our Fantasy League, in our Dynasty League. 336 players are drafted in our Dynasty League. Currently going to running back 57. Is there any value there or no? I don't think so. Okay. All right. Just wondering. He had the opportunity last year. I, I don't like him either. I'm just... I'm... Yeah, and he failed miserably. Okay. Let's go to the only team that has some fantasy relevance. Some, it's the Patriots. They have all the fantasy relevance, unless you're talking about the running back core there. But I'm going to start this off with my best potential value, as uh, I'm going to pick a running back. That's Rex Burkhead. There's a lot of running backs there. There are. And so you'd think there's no value in these guys, or at least I typically do. But Rex Burkhead stood apart last year when he played. He got hurt. Yeah, I think he started the year hurt. He came back and played. Uh, dude scored eight touchdowns in just ten games. So they signed Mike Gillisley to be the goal line back. Burkhead ended up taking over that role. James White and Deion Lewis at some point were supposed to be the pass catching back in the backfield. Rex Burkhead came in and took over that role. Do you like he's the running back 28, sort of, though? He's sort of asserting himself. At running back 28? Running back 28 is your third running back on the team. Fuck yeah, I like Rex Burkhead as my third running back. 
on our dynasty league, he's not. I mean, we have three good running backs, and I'm glad we, he's not our third running yeah. back. Well, we don't have a normal running back core. If in in a typical league, I'd be happy with Rex Burkhead as my number three for sure. I I don't, don't agree with you on that. Um, I I agree with the eight TDs in ten games is very impressive. I'm just not sure he's running back 28. If I, if you would have told me he's in the 30s, 35 and below, I would tell you that's value. Okay. How about your next one? I got another guy. Yep. More, uh, also some value in Julian Edelman. I said earlier when we we're talking about Quincy Nunez, if you can find a guy who missed a whole year, people will forget about him. I think people will forget about Julian Edelman. Uh, Julian Edelman is is a stud. Period. 29 percent of the target share. The last year he played, which was second best in the league. He had 160 targets that year, 98 receptions that year, which was, I think, the fourth best in that league. As, as wide receiver 25, I agree with you. There's a lot of value. He's being drafted as wide receiver 25. That is the number three receiver on your team if you're in a 12-team league. Tell me that's not value. Fourth yeah. best yak. Three yards per target yards after the catch for Julian Edelman last year. I think there's absolute value there. there. I mean, I would absolutely agree with you. Especially with Cooks gone. Cooks is gone. So here's the issue. He's 32 years old. Are we concerned? No. He, he hurt himself significantly. <clears throat> I'm not concerned. He his job's a slot role. He he's not going to go up and his job is not to go down the field and catch the ball. His job is to run those little ridiculous out routes and. and and get, get open. Get, get open. He runs a beautiful route. Always has. He doesn't rely on his speed to get open. He relies on his route running ability and his technique. When Gronk gets hurt, uh, Julian Edelman is always the guy that takes Gronk's targets away. So that's going to happen again. I, I just, I would take Gronk. I would take Edelman as my wide receiver too. He's going here as a wide receiver three. Please, 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 all day. Um, Do you owe me a shot? No. I feel like you owe me a shot. You probably owe me one. I doubt it. All right. Do you got any value on the I think it's uh, worth referencing Jordan Matthews here. I, I seem to remember you saying recently that Jordan Matthews wasn't even worth talking about when they signed him. Um, I put it in I'm news. Probably, you said, why the fuck is this news, dweez? I probably did state that. He's, Brandon Cooks is gone. Someone has to catch the ball. Julian Edelman can catch the ball. Gronkowski can check, catch the ball. Gronkowski's, Rex Burkhead can Gr- catch Gronk's the ball. James White can catch the ball. Gronk's Chris Hogan can catch the fucking ball. Hurt, 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 hurt. You listen, 45 guys that don't play. Yeah, they might all get hurt. If they all get hurt, I'll I'll entertain the idea of Jordan Matthews. As well, a this is what I would say. Is I don't know which receiver is going to be a value here. I think Edel- I agree with you on Ed- Edelman. Someone's going to start opposite of Edelman besides Gronk. Chris Hogan. Hogan will be one of them. Typically, they they, they they spread the ball. Malcolm around. Mitchell might be might be Malcolm Mitchell might be Jordan. I don't know. Pay attention. So he's a watchless. You saying he's a watchless guy? We don't need to draft him. No. Pay attention to him though. Pay attention. Put him on your watch list, guys. Uh, who's overvalued on this team? You go first. I listen to Chris Hogan here as mm-hmm. wide receiver number thirty-two. That's high. That's high to me. Um, he, you know, he's your third receiver. I, I like Edelman. Like you said, Edelman at, at three versus Chris Hogan. I'd much rather Edelman. Edelman's going to catch a ton of balls, lots of balls. Yeah, but the presumption here is that Hogan's the touchdown guy because he's big. He's bigger than Edelman. He's bigger than Edelman. He's not big as, he's only 6'1". He's not as big as Jordan Matthews. Only 2'10". He's not as big as Gronk or he Jordan Matthews. He plays here. big, though. I, what I don't like here is that he was fifth on the team in receptions last year at 34. That's terrible. 
last year. 34 receptions, garbage. Yeah, he only played, what, seven games? Um, He's five TDs. I'm not sure how many games he played last year. It was more than that. He played nine. He started seven. This is year six. He's never caught more than 41 balls. It's weak. The, con- yeah, the concern there is that he's he's a lot older than I think most people think he is. Yeah, because he's been he there for a while. He didn't get to start until a couple of years ago. I still think the presumption here is that he uh, he catches touchdowns, he catches deeper passes. Whether that pans out, I don't know. I agree with you that he's going way too high. Have you ever seen a picture of Chris Hogan? Yeah. He looks like he's doing something wrong. <laughs> I'm, what are you referencing now? He looks like a goddamn serial killer or that he's done, he's just recently stolen something right out of your pocket. I'm not... You ever seen him in it with his helmet on? His eyes, man. He's got the eyes of a fucking. I think you might have a crush. You might have a crush on him. Chris Hogan has the eyes of a pedophile. Yeah, you're getting sued again. You know what his nickname is? No, Seven Eleven. Ooh, why? It's an easy place to nab children. I don't know. All right, right. who's yours here? Do I? Oh yeah, I've got another running back. That's gonna be James. It's gonna be James White. James White, the hero of the Super Bowl a couple of years back. He's going at running back four. Did you tell him where Hogan's going? 32? Yeah, 32. It's too high. James White's going at running back 48 right now. I think that's too high. James White doesn't belong on any roster, and it's because of Rex Burkhead. James White has only ever played a very specific role on this team as the catch, passing, pass, pass, catch, receiving. The guy who catches the ball, you line up behind your quarterback, and then you catch the ball. That's what James White has done on this team. I think last year Rex Burkhead proved that he's better at that role than James White. Agree with you. I think he's going to take all that work. Okay, that's fair. So so even at 48, White doesn't belong on a roster. He's not roster worthy at all in fantasy. At all? Not even a little. All right, fair enough. That's that's where I'm at right now on him. Okay. You agree with me? Yeah, there's too many running backs there for me to like James White. And I agree with you, Burkhead's much better than him. Okay. I had Rex Burkhead on my team in the fantasy championship as my number one running back yeah. two years ago in Cincinnati. And? It was not a good... <laughs> this was Rex Burkhead in Cincinnati as my number one running back. That sounds problematic. Everybody on my team... Had gotten hurt, and I was scrambling hard. That's to, a bad to anybody else. Bad combination. I made it to the championship because I'm very good at fantasy football. As good as, but we won't go there. What else you got for me? I don't think I'm as good as the bullfrog. Yeah, we know that. We'll see. Can't wait till he gets out here. All right, ready for stand of the week? Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. Big whiz on his stat of the week. This team's offensive points per season in the NFL has them ranked as follows. 24th last year. In 2016, 30. In 2015, they were 11. And prior to that, they were 28th, 29th, and 28th. Bad. Terrible. I might go terrible, to be honest with you. 24th last year? 24th last year. Two years ago, 30, then 11, but then they were 28th, 29th, 28th. And quit looking shit up. I am tempted to pick... I'm tempted to pick the Dolphins, but I think they were worse than 24th last year. They had to be. Yeah, I, I think they were worse than last year. They were so bad. 
think you're right about that. I'm going to pick the Jets. You are correct. It was the Jets. The Jets have been bad for a while. They've been bad for too. a while. And Remember when Eric Mangini was, was, was first hired? Mangini. Yeah, so good. Where's uh, he at? I'm bringing that up because, I, again, we we talk about drafting offensive players in good teams. They, they're they you know, they're going to get lots of points. I just have a hard time going after any Jets player because of that. I think the message for this week's episode is this. Steer There's clear. almost nobody in the AFC East that you should be drafting on your team. Because there are three fucking terrible teams. Okay, so it, you take out Gronk, take out Brady. Who's the first person that AFC East that you draft? Is it McCoy? Let's say let's ignore the Patriots. Who's the first person you're going to draft? It's LaShawn McCoy. Probably. He's a stud. Okay, take then, him out. Then it's going to have to be... Kenyon Drake? Kenyon Drake. Okay, all right. And Kenyon Drake, that's the next best fantasy player in this division. That's a problem. This division fucking blows. Blows bad. Go to Vegas and put the under on the win totals for all three of those teams. Yeah, well, I'm not sure because I'm pretty sure the Bills have a win total like three or four right now. Oh, I think the the lowest is six. No. I feel confident. The Bills? I, I just think the lowest win total line for anybody. It might be five. Hmm. The Browns are the have the lowest in Vegas. Really? Five and a half? I would give the Browns over that. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm done. I got nothing else. We are at the bottom of our notes page. Yeah, and we're done. Guys, we're only fucking two weeks away from the Bullfrog joining us right here on the show! Why can't Bullfrog join us next week? What are we talking about? He's He's busy. We've got one division left. It's the AFC West. Well, at least there's better teams to talk about there. Yeah, this this one here was just just <laughs> just the pits. Oh. And you weren't nearly entertaining enough to make up for the lack of fantasy talent. Just saying, you need to up your game. I tried. There was such garbage. A lot of garbage. Speaking of which, it's garbage night. I gotta go take the trash out. So uh, fuck off. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Football Fantasy. Do us a favor by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, and share our Facebook page. And leave reviews everywhere to let people know just how much you love us. We'll see you back next week to make more of your fantasies come true.